0: I start with this. Allgrail is my name, and you perhaps know why I am now your chronicler. Still, probably best to start at the beginning. When the heroes marched past me in the main library and onto the restricted collection, a chill went through my rotted body. Bad memories in there. The ghouls offered parley and the party were fools to trust it. They were introduced to Nakazaren, the High Priestess of the Cult of the Genker, and her towering, flesh-stitched effigy to Belcora. She offers information and a choice. The attack on this town above, she says, was the work of entities further below. And the heroes must choose, join the cult, and embrace the ghoulish fever or die they of course choose to stand against this brutal ultimatum an extraordinary combat ensues with ghouls all around magic far flung and i i don't i don't know how how the hell they got a dinosaur how the hell did they get a dinosaur well anyway the fight was long dangerous chaotic, and they lost shared, torn apart by the ferocious school hunger. This is when I overcame my own fear, and I joined the fray, exacting more revenge upon those who took and gave me everything.
1: Welcome back listeners to stemming the tide who's ready to get controversial tonight. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Things might get a little crazy in this intro banter today. (laughs) We're talking preferences and we're talking pineapples (laughs) who here likes pineapples on their pizza, whether it be a Hawaiian, a spicy Hawaiian or just, I don't know, fucking olives and pineapple.
2: Oh yeah, olives, pineapples, jalapenos, ham. That's pizza toppings.
3: <laughs> well, that's a one. Duncan stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, listeners. James' video feed has gone blank. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's back. You
4: guys can just skip me for this one. Let me know when we're starting the episode.
1: Oh, I didn't know that there was. Uh... The hatred is real. The oh, hatred the hatred! Is real. Is... This but one's I...
3: been sitting on our 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 backup banter list topics for a while. I've always known this would be one that James would just wouldn't even want to touch. As far as I know, he hates pineapple just across the board. <laughs> you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but for it to be on pizza, he's told me in the past, it's it's an absolute travesty. I'm I'm a leave I'm gonna take it or leave it. I have no problem with pineapple on the pizza, no issue whatsoever. But I don't go out of my way. I don't order my own pizza with a pineapple.
1: Ah, oh, I fucking straight in the middle. I love it, man, dude. Yeah. I we me and Gabby will get two pizzas. One's gonna be a deluxe, and the other one's gonna be a ham and pineapple, baby. Bring it on. <laughs>
3: it is funny how it's a very it's a very divisive ingredient when it comes to pizza. Yeah, if you, when you inter- engage the the world of the community, <laughs> being
2: a purist about yeah. pizza toppings is the stupidest fucking shit. Because I, just, I
3: agree,
1: yeah. you, you put whatever the fuck you want on there, Come sweet on and salty, baby. Who doesn't like, yeah, that? Exactly. like it?
3: exactly. If you like it, you like it. Yeah.
1: Now, Ed that friend, said... his
3: favorite topping on pizza is broccoli, and he's from fucking proper New York. He's like, that's the best pizza you'll ever get. because I was like, man, I agree because broccoli's one of my favorite vegetables. Yeah, I can get it. Soaks that. up flavors. You bite into a nice piece of broccoli that's been fucking just soaked and shit and it's all shriveled up. It's a flavor burst in your mouth. That's that old
1: meme, Arnie's Pizza Shop. Broccoli? What the hell is broccoli anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I'm unfamiliar.
2: Cauliflower crust? People like to shit on the cauliflower crust. But fuck, I don't, I love I don't think things. I've ever had a cauliflower crust. Oh really? Oh man, you can cauliflower, yeah. cauliflower. You can put make fucking anything out of like. Cauliflower See, I'm rice. I'm
3: not a cauliflower person at oh. all. I think cauliflower is massively overrated in general. It's a bad texture. It's it's it is it is the abysmally poor man's broccoli, and I I don't get cauliflower at all.
1: Okay, it's only all, only good in a pureed soup. Let's not class shame here. <laughs> Also, you know what? Broccoli or uh, cauliflower, if done right, is delicious. If done poorly, it is disgusting. And I've had the crust both ways.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same as Brussels sprouts. Great Brussels sprouts are some of the best things ever. Facts. Boiled Brussels that's sprouts fair. that taste that's like fair. bitter pieces of shit. Yeah. They, they ruin I mean, you for Brussels sprouts. Facts.
3: I, it would be a stretch for me to say that I've never had cauliflower that I enjoyed. That's, that's not true. But generally, it can fuck off
1: to wrap up on the pineapple on the pizza do i want like a stove, like a wood fire oven pizza with pineapple on it maybe would i prefer to order like a prosciutto with arugula and a little chili oil on top most definitely but if we're talking fucking pizza hut you know yeah. Slap some pineapple on there and slap me in the face with it. <laughs> it's and already shite go.
3: ingredients. Just give in it one <laughs> other
2: point on 100%. the pineapple side of things. Uh like in Australia, they always do the burgers with like beetroot and fried egg yeah. and yeah. pineapple. And that is such a fucking good combo. Hmm. Like I, I want pineapples and beetroots and eggs on all my burgers from now
3: on. I'm also not a, I'm not a beetroot person. I don't dislike it, but uh, I don't quite out of my way for it.
2: That is the least of the three ingredients I mentioned that had run in my burger. Yeah. So I I could take or leave the beetroot. Yeah. But I'd, I'd take, I'd take beetroot over like iceberg lettuce or even a romaine on a burger.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that peanut butter is great on a burger, but I, I, I'm so good to try it. So good. Yeah.
1: Oh, don't sleep oh, on man. that, man. Head down a bin for uh, it. Do I yourself struggle. a favor
3: struggle with the idea i've heard that peanut butter and cheddar is a great combo it's, yeah it's why it's so good
2: and when it's warm and like the peanut butter gets a little bit melty oh mm. so good
1: so good yeah yeah all right and, uh, well I with don't know. that uh hey uh, hey james anyway uh,
3: introducing james to the podcast <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> maybe someone clicked their heels together three
1: times <laughs>
3: His screen's been blacked out this whole time. He's like, "Nope." <laughs> I'm good. just. Eye of everybody. mute horn
1: of bison. Let's put it in the cauldron.
3: Oh, there he is. There he is. For the viewers, uh, his mustache
2: yeah. is much yeah. shorter because he's been tearing it out this whole time.
3: I will. I will. I will. I will throw a total. Uh, a, no, a, a, a I was beat listening root. to you guys. So I've been playing Wordle. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw. I'll throw in a beetroot story that is related to James, but unrelated to our our, our original topic. And uh, one time. Uh, we had this uh, customer come at the restaurant that he and I worked at um, that uh, threatened right away to complain about everything the moment they sat down. And, uh, and James was the chef, and I was serving them. and uh, And they got the beet salad uh, that that James had just switched over our menu and and they ordered this beet salad. And I went over the table and he said, "How come there's no cheese on the beet salad?" I said, oh, "Well, our our." A beet salad doesn't come with cheese. And he said, well, when I expect, or when I order a beet salad, I expect there to be cheese. They said, okay, but but ours doesn't come with cheese. (laughs) And the whole night went like this. And every time they said something, I just went back to tell James. I was like, they... They said something totally ridiculous again. I I don't know what's going on here. And this was like just when James and I met, pretty much. And by the end of the night, they had ordered uh, James bread pudding, which is hands down the best bread pudding I've ever had uh, to this day. (laughs) And they said to me that the bread pudding was too bready, (laughs) whatever that means. (laughs) And they said, "You go tell the chef that the next time I'm in, I'll go back there and show him how to really do it." Oof. And I said, "Nope." I'm not doing that. (laughs) I told James later, of course, but I was like, uh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. You you know, they have knives (laughs) and anger back there. Absolutely not. And he was like, what? I was like, no, I'm not telling him that. That's ridiculous. Uh, Here's your bill. (laughs) You can be on your way now. Unbelievable.
4: Yeah, I may seem like an upbeat and and, uh, (laughs) jovial human being uh, on the show but that is a hundred percent an act listeners i am a grumpy volatile hermit who just wants to be left alone in the dark all
1: the time you don't have to dress it up so much man it's like who wants to get stabbed uh, yeah. all right you want to get yeah. stabbed you go back in that kitchen Yeah.
3: yeah seriously yeah you are playing with fire in a, a nearly literal sense. It was, it was Why don't you it was, go tell
4: your mechanics how yeah. to how to how to do your breaks where you're <laughs> yeah, at? It.
3: Yeah, and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good honestly, on you for hiring yeah. a
4: professional and then micromanaging you, fucking moron. Yeah. Uh, it it's actually it's
3: a lot a lot less to do with James's like hermit natured gumpiness and and so much more, in my opinion, than the audacity of someone to just be that way and, and act that way and expect everyone to just bow down. And you're like, who, how, what, what do you think you're doing? You're so disrespectful. Yeah, it was unreal. So it was, uh, it was actually a glorious buildup of, of everyone laughing at this group of people and, and at the very end saying, no, get out. It was lovely. Uh treat all your all your restaurant staff with respect listeners.
2: But on the subject of people getting served, we just killed a <laughs> room full of people.
3: <laughs> that was a halfway decent segue. <laughs> oh my god. Duncan. Duncan. Bringing it to the table. Oh shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Check, please. Sorry sorry guys last episode was my birthday uh, <laughs> um yeah you get that once it was last week according to the chronology of our normal release two weeks ago according to our release schedule currently <laughs> this um this might uh, actually
4: be two weeks from now by the time we release this <laughs> oh jeez,
3: i mean you're not wrong that was that was a that was a combat and a half um I, that took a lot out of me, actually. Um, there were so many working bodies. Shad got mangled. I'm not gonna lie. If I rolled hadn't rolled so poorly on physic that whole time, and he had rolled so well in his saves, I would have done the exact same thing to him that I did to Shad. That was the plan. Um, but you, you got lucky,
1: more or less. <laughs> Dude, honestly, and then you brought in Agrail, and I think that you had a plan to try to kill both of our NPC friends because you're sick and tired of it. It's your birthday, and you thought you could use that as an excuse. <laughs> I see right through you. I see right through uh, you. No. No, that was
3: not it. That was not it at all. I wanted Agrael to hold back because he was afraid of that room, the restricted library. Yeah,
1: I know. He's also that's, a beast
4: compared down. to Shad
3: yeah Uh, apparently they're the same they're the same cr they are the same challenge rating but he really ripped it up it was kind of poetic because he hates schools even though he is one um so it was it was kind of lovely that he's rolling so hot he came in Um, with a
2: vengeance it was
3: great yeah so i mean getting back into this we are we are uh in a fucking war zone here and um the dinosaur is very little time left i I haven't taken it off the battlefield yet because just in case uh, physic wanted to have a moment with it (laughs) but it's not going to last long
2: yeah i'm trying to think of a good pop culture reference about a person interacting like if he was up a tree it would be a you know brontosaurus (laughs) with the kids kind of right but he's not so what he's going to do is just
4: you don't want to act out the last scene in Old Yeller. <laughs> oh God. Jesus, Christmas! Just
3: like racks a bolt. Oh, oh God. God, we really we we evoked the dark side of James with our joke. Yeah, her. I didn't realize how controversial I that was. That's pineapple,
2: Freeman. The you The problem set me is out. like a walnut brain is really hard to hit compared to a golden retriever. <laughs>
4: um. <laughs> not with the twelve gauge. It's not. <laughs>
3: But you really want the slug, I like, you know? I don't like this at all. <laughs> I don't like this at all. This hurts me. <laughs>
4: Sometimes uh, you got to put them down.
3: James, you wouldn't be making this show if it was a giant space hamster.
4: Uh probably still, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sometimes still you got to put pineapple. your pets down. <laughs> Guinea pigs are
3: apparently
2: delicious.
4: Heard. They are delicious. Have you had one? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
3: Oh, sweet. I actually have heard they're pretty good, yeah what the hell well uh dinosaur gone um clutch item pseudo homebrew item used and and consumed Whew. that was something else how's lady gilda I feeling get a,
4: i got a natural 20 on my save so i'm no longer second
3: okay you're retching up <laughs> love it <laughs> uh,
4: i'm still enfeebled one for however long that lasts
3: uh, oh yeah, I will double check that, but it should, shouldn't should be too long.
1: Uh, it's up to a minute, so it'll wear off pretty soon. As this is happening, Tulak, who is enfeebled the twice, just kind of slumps down with his back to one of these display cases and puts his hands to his sides, just sighing in relief and in I don't know, exhaustion. And he puts his hands to his sides and he just feels something as he puts his hand down and it is the staff which is laying beside him that the high priestess left there. And he pulls it towards him and takes a look.
3: Uh, It is a staff. um, Again, it's, it's like this long wooden staff, but it's covered in bone motifs. The bottom has a couple bones attached to it. The top has like two to three skulls and different bones attached to it roll me uh, your
1: choice of a magic check to identify this item Jesus um uh I'm just gonna use a hero point I've got three I want to know what this thing is okay that was a 13 <laughs> by the way uh
3: by the way I- I'm gonna give you a plus two to this roll oh you pick it up and y- you actually feel like it's giving you knowledge about it 15 then no that won't do it still
1: okay right? mm, 21 no Ooh.
3: chill but hold on hold the phone i think i think you know it anyway because it's not unlike wands in the respect that you can feel the magic emanating through it as it as it all appears on your spell list it is all something that is akin to you and yourself and your innate powers okay And it might even be kind of chilling to you in its own way. But you realize that this is a staff of necromancy. Ooh. Just filled with occult spells. This staff will give you a plus two circumstance bonus to uh, checks to identify necromancy magic of any kind. That innateness was already hitting you. Effectively, if I break it down real quick... um, It comes with spells stored in it already, uh, none of which got to be used because you knocked it out of her hands by the time uh, she got to casting uh, any spells relevant. It has the cantrip chill touch. It has the first level spells, grim tendrils and ray of enfeeblement. And it has the second level spells, deafness and gentle repose. How a staff works on a basic level, although I'll, I'll ask you to look this up later, Scott, is basically when uh, a staff is... When you do your daily preparations, Mm -hmm. you prepare the staff, and the staff gets a number of... uh, What's... Oh, I'm messing up the word here, but it's like points, like basically... Like focus points? um, Focus points, sort of, um, equal to the highest level spells you can cast. So... If you were to prepare this spell, for example, you can cast, uh, highest level three spells? Two. Two, okay. So you would only be able to put two points into this. Um, and then for every level of spell you cast, it costs one point, is the idea. So it comes with its, it comes with its own spells in, um, there might be more rules on adding spells to it. That's something you'll have to look into. Um, but basically, if you, if you were to prepare this staff at the beginning of your next day, you could put two charges that's the word i was looking for you could put two charges into this spell and uh and then you could spend two charges to cast say deafness or you could spend one charge to cast grim tendrils and one to cast ray fieldman um it would cost you none to cast the cantrip so on and so forth does that make sense copy that yep yeah so uh currently it has three charges Oh. You uh, you can't obviously cast a level three spell with it. You don't have one, nor is one stored into it. It doesn't currently have three charges. Okay. Because She did not use any of it. And now holding it is a two-handed weapon, but it only takes one hand uh, when it comes to like uh, somatic components to, to cast a spell when necessary. Um, so you don't have to worry about having a free hand as it were, but it is a two-handed weapon.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And Tulok is yeah. stoked by that. Now, so do I have to prepare it for the day before I can use it or can I use it now?
3: I don't think so. I think it's like a, like a wand. Like, it's it's ready to go. So I think you can use it right now.
1: Okay.
2: And uh, seeing Tulak still enfeebled, uh, Physic would like to move five feet east and uh, treat condition.
3: Oh, yeah. Still enfeebled. I forgot about that. Uh, that might also be coming off pretty soon, to be honest.
2: Well, good thing I don't naturally fail medicine checks very often.
3: <laughs> go ahead and roll me one anyway.
2: It's a 17.
3: Yeah, I think you got that from uh, uh, the cultist, but I don't think that's gonna cut it actually, so uh, but I think after just a little bit of, of time, like you could see everyone kinda taking a rest and uh, you know Tulak and, and Gilda's sort of bolster
2: Okay. Uh, he, uh while we're all hanging around, if we've got the time, he would also like to treat wounds on himself.
4: How long do you figure we're hanging out?
2: Well, at least 20 minutes if we're doing a, uh, treat wounds and a treat
4: condition. Okay. I'm back to full health. That's all you need, baby. (laughs) Yeah, while they're doing that, she'll investigate, um, the cabinets. Yeah. I'm way down, so I'll take all the
1: health.
2: You uh, yeah, for your heal. So, so it'll be another one on top of that. Uh, so as we've discussed, because physic does not have a uh, deity, he has the godless healing feet, so he gets an extra five hit points. Sick. Um, it was a 23 on the medicine check, 14 HP back, puts him nice. pretty much. Yeah. 5 6th of the way back
3: 5 6th
1: <laughs> sorry is that for me yeah. or for you that's for me Okay, calm down
3: Augrail is just indulging in his bloodbath um, it goes from a frenzy to something very casual but very consistent it's unnerving to say the least as you probably already expect but just sort of leaves you to your devices Physics doing some healing on himself, possibly on Tulak. And Gilda, you are investigating the display cases. Is that right? That is correct. They are thoroughly smashed. There is a magical light. You can tell it's magical. It's just emanating to, to display the cases. There's no actual light source. But they are constantly lit. And But there's nothing to light. There is nothing inside any of the cases. And as you're looking around, the thing that keeps catching your eye is the brutally macabre form at the north. At the north. It is stitched, brutal, fetid, rotting flesh from who knows how many sources. And it just sticks.
4: She'll reluctantly move over to that and do, uh, continue her investigation.
3: It is clearly a feminine form, though there's a part of you that probably does not feel surprised by that but there is nothing else for you to discern. You have no idea how this could possibly be some sort of vessel for a dead woman. If anything, it might just be the insane ramblings of this cult.
4: I, I think that would have been her baseline assumption. Yeah. Like, she's never heard of, of something coming back from the dead to walk around in, in, you know, new skin. So, her her entire assumption is, is that these ghouls are fucking... Crazy because they have ghoul fever.
3: Yeah. I mean, you have, re- there's a part of you that probably has reason to think that these ghouls, at least some of them, have been here for centuries, which would really lay lay into insanity.
4: Yeah. Why would she think that? What I like- want
3: to know is whether or not you think. Gilda or you actually thought yourself that this thing would be another golem <laughs> so I thought maybe you were like blood golem blood golem
4: no no, um, oh, no? if anything okay. that would be a flesh golem yeah but no mm. um, because it's art on the map it very rarely seems to um, engage the oh, yeah uh, I thought it was gonna be uh, the visage of Nimbaloth I did not expect these ghouls to be worshiping Belkorra. So that's that's the the big reveal for me
1: I'm I'm a hundred percent there with you.
3: Okay. Oh, interesting. Cool. Hmm. Duncan, what'd you think? Pretty much just happy to be
2: here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Uh, yeah. I was literally going to
3: joke, oh, you didn't think, did you? And then you just did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: Glad we're on the same page. No. I, <laughs> I figured that uh, they were in service of Bilkor at some level, or, but mm-hmm. not to the point of trying to recreate a fleshy version of her we've got a okay. whole shitload of research to still do on Nimbleoth. but I think we've got a lot of pieces to put together um, mm-hmm. also as an aside, did a medicine check on um, Tulak and it was a that one
1: okay, sick, so how many points of damage do you do? Do you have any more hero points?
2: <laughs> actually I do uh, how before oh. I roll this damage die how dead are you?
1: Uh, I'm not super dead I have 13 hit points left Okay more than 8 That's all we need right now (laughs) (laughs) 3 damage
4: I want to hear an
3: apology of physics voice
4: (laughs) You mean 16 right Like it's 2d8 (laughs) Is it 2d8 Yeah it's always 2d8
2: Not according to uh, Archives of Nephis. Critical failure the The target takes 1d8 damage
4: Oh, then I've been doing it wrong this whole time.
3: Yeah, I think I think he's right. Yeah.
4: Okay, that's excellent. That's fantastic.
3: Please, I mean, I'm just trying to help, but
2: you know, oh, thank you. Sometimes I... you need to learn a little lesson. Yeah. It's okay.
1: Pronounced tentacular. <laughs> okay, I apologize for my diction and my bad pronunciation. mayhaps we try this later
3: (laughs) thought I'd never heard hear the words of the (laughs) Scotsman mayhaps
1: Um, for the roll so standing up Tulok would like to move over to the body of the high priestess I'm sorry if we James already did this I didn't hear can he search the bodies
4: no Gilda won't check the ghouls
1: the bodies are empty
3: yeah, the only thing of value uh, that you could see uh, was the staff. The only thing they have around their necks are um, chunks of flesh on a thong, like you've seen before. They they bite into them and seem to gain some sustenance.
1: Tulak would like to search
2: the room for secret doors. Okay. I was about to ask who has Shad this
3: week. It's sad. <laughs> we can ask who has Augrail this week. So I see no reason to deny the use of Augrail at the moment.
1: I'll take Augrail then.
3: Ulgirl has braved his fear of the room to the south, so we can we can uh, we can come to that when you approach him. But um, uh, you search the room for secret doors, but you find nothing. It's an odd shaped room. It's a couple. There's a, there was a left and a right, or like an east and a west alcoves that seem to have little to no purpose. But you find nothing within them or anywhere else in the room.
1: Tulak moves to the south and pulls up the wand and casts Gentle Repose on Shad and then slowly begins to try to slide him into the bag of holding. I was going to say take his
2: inventory, not the whole Shad.
4: (laughs) He's going to have ghoul fever very soon, I suppose. Yeah, but he'll just die. He
3: he succeeded all all of his saves. Um... I guess he did. He did die to by the hand. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. Yeah, he's coming
1: <laughs> back. Yeah, but he'll be in the bag of holding, and he'll just suffocate and die. Sorry, what? Do ghouls have to breathe?
3: Um, it depends on the undead. Does it really? Yeah, it's not as not as cut and dry as uh and five E is. <laughs> they don't just get a don't have to eat, eat, breathe, and drink kind of uh, stat. So,
4: really, um, like that is like, a shocker. I apologize, God. For the ghouls are immune that.
3: to unconscious, uh, for example, which makes them basically effectively immune to sleep effects. Uh, but I have nothing here to indicate that they, they don't have to breathe or even eat. We all know the ghouls love to eat. Mm. Oh, shit. But I have nothing here to indicate that they don't have to.
1: Also, t- I didn't realize this. I was just reading through the bag of holding just to confirm how long it takes them to suffocate. But... Yeah, you... <laughs> You can also attempt to escape at a DC-13. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so. That's Shad, a low DC. <laughs> Shad could just come popping out of this bag as soon yeah. as possible. Okay,
3: with that being well, said... You guys have done checks on, on ghoul fever before.
1: And um and and you said for he a living them.
3: creature, it takes time. It takes time.
1: Did you yeah. say he passed um, them enough that he wouldn't? Or do we not know that?
3: Uh I'm going to say you don't know. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Um... But you do know ghoul,
3: ghoul fever will kill you eventually if you keep failing. But even after the death, some time has to pass before you rise. That's all you really know. Okay, yeah.
1: I, I'd like to recant that. And Tulak walks up to him, casts Gentle Repu- Or will kill him in whatever way, make sure that he won't mm. come back and then we'll cast you know gentle what? repose. It's a good
3: question let what's let's read gentle repose. Can you read that to me? I
1: can. Uh the targeted corpse does not decay. Oh. Freeman, you are a smart mm-hmm. smart man. Nor can it be transformed oh! into an undead.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, can you backtrack and just say that one more time?
1: Freeman, you are a smart man. Oh, thank you. Nor can it be transformed <laughs> your into. An yeah. undead.
3: It must be. It must be my birthday.
1: <laughs> Not anymore. All right. Amazing. Good on you. Okay. Good, good call. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to cut his head off my- before I put him in the bag. Perfect. <laughs> so two-lock cast. I was
3: imagining you like ramming the rapier like up its up his nose to like make it real subtle, like and destroy yeah. the brain, scramble it a bit.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Egyptian style.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay, perfect. General repose cannot Cannot.
1: Uh, become undead. That's actually pretty cool. I love that little note. In the bag. Um, and then he sees that Lady Gilda has already moved out of the room. So he turns to Augrail and says, Augrail, come with me. We must follow Lady Gilda. And then he kind of picks up his pace to follow. Uh, and
3: Augrail grabs a few bites. Um, Along the way, it follows.
2: And sorry, have we uh, done a thorough inspection of these broken trophy cases?
3: Yes. Yep.
1: Great. Well, then physical bail as well. Duloc pulls out a lesser healing potion, but does not yet drink it.
3: He's looking rough too, isn't he? Oh yeah. Who's going to hold the augrail?
1: I do.
4: Oh, you do. Um, Gilda okay. just moves out of the room, moves south, right past Shad's body without a second look. Starts pacing around in the anteroom beyond the restricted. Settles on this door, the, the south-westernly door, and just throws her boot into it.
3: Killed oh, kill this evidence. Oh, boy. Uh, and you, barely waiting for your comrades, thrust open a door that leads into a room that has long shelves with several chairs drawn up to ring this room on all sides. Save the north, where you're coming from. Rancid stains of old blood and decay cake the shelves and floor, and two cultists appear to be in the midst of a spirited debate when you enter, but quickly turn towards you and hiss in rage. Does anyone speak Necril? Yes. The spirited debate you hear is,
0: I like it better with mushrooms. No, it's better with the ink inside
3: you're crazy it's tastier with a with a a salting of the fungi no 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 scrape a page on it ink ink is your man and then they turn and fight you (laughs) interesting
1: (laughs) ever gonna roll for initiative all right just rolling right back into it eh right back
3: into it i guess Oh, I want to know what's in Gilda's mind right now.
1: (laughs) Gilda seems mad.
3: Big mad. Let's get Gilda's initiative to start, since she's so eager.
4: 18.
3: Physic. 16.
2: 16.
1: Tulak. 13. Ogrel?
3: 12. Wow, it really went down, didn't it? Okay. Top of the first round. One of the cultists turns towards the door that's been flung open. And kissing at you, move to the back of the room to get a little more distance. And seeing you're a bit bulky, cast Ray of Enfeeblement. natural 20 to hit uh, I'm going to need uh, a forty-two save and your your degree of success will be worse by one
4: it's a 20? this is the exact same thing that happened in the last room I know I really was going to say, James um, is yeah, going to fucking see. kill you
3: <laughs> 20 is a meat to beat which makes it a failure, you are enfeebled to before you can enter the room Bad news bears. It is your turn, Lady Gilda.
4: First action: close the door.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: I immediately regret this decision.
4: Second action: lay on hands on two luck.
3: Thank you. Okay. Twelve HP back.
4: Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Third action: uh, she'll razor shield.
3: Razor shield. Okay. Um, the next thing that happens. Is the door opens again, and there is a cultist right there, and it is going to attack you with a jaw attack and try and bite you, Lady Gilda, uh, for a twenty to hit. I know it's not going to hit.
4: No, no, sir.
3: Natural eight, brutal, physic.
2: Just call me Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. <laughs>
3: because the doctor's visitation is in order. I am not. Call- I'm not calling you that. <laughs> oh, please, please never do. And please, I will only, only call you Jane Seymour. <laughs> what do you got, Jane? how
2: dare you, sir. Uh, <laughs> it will be a tree condition on one Miss Lady Gilda. Okay. Do we need you to talk about this? Because it might be a natural one again. Oh, my
3: God. God are you, you serious? You <laughs> and James need the spot. Uh, hero spots. point. Hero <laughs> point. Hero <laughs> point. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: And that was... The next one was a four on the die for a 16.
3: <sighs> well, at least it's not a critical failure. But no dice, my friend.
2: No the dice. effort is appreciated. I want to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's... <laughs> Thank you for the moral support, Scott. I Noises
3: by that. Scott. <laughs> uh,
2: that was two actions. Uh, third action will be draw a minor healing potion.
1: Okay. Tulak. Alright. First action. Tulak is going to drink the lesser healing potion that was in his hand for eleven points of healing, so he's looking a little better. Second action is going to cast telekinetic projectile, dropping down a stone upon the head of the cultist right in front of Lady Gilda. Okay, let's recover. Oh no, that's gonna be a miss with a 14. Ah, brutal. And that will be it for him. Okay, not a great start there, fellas. Augrail. Okay, Augrail is going to stride and attempt to tumble through past the cultist.
3: Okay, uh, uh, acrobatics check. Yes, yes,
1: sir. DC nineteen. Ooh, natural one. Shunted back out where he belongs. Oh, I
3: feel like I feel like everyone is being thrown off by by
1: Gilda's silent um, march forward. He's gonna try one more time though.
3: There's no yeah, there's no uh no critical failure for double through. We didn't really cover that
1: before, but um yeah. You're Second good. one is a twenty-two. You're good, yeah, okay, go for it. Alright, and then he turns and with flanking will attack with his jaws. Eighteen to hit. Flat footed. With flanking it hits. Yes. For 14 points of damage.
3: Oh, beast. Okay. 14 damage and that's all him that's it okay uh, cultist within the room the south is going to step forward and get it in closer to the center of the room be closer to the door and is going to cast grim tendrils These tendrils of darkness curl from her fingertips, racing through the air, and everyone in the line, including
1: her ally, needs to roll me a fortitude save, please. Uh, I believe it's just living creatures. Is it just living creatures? Yes, so Augrail and the uh, cultists don't need to... Oh, you are so right. Good call.
3: You've got that spell, do you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just looking at it. Nice. Uh,
3: okay so uh, Gilda and Tulak, please
4: 28
3: uh, yeah that's uh, a success 28 as well damn okay they're both going to take uh, a mere three negative damage I guess that's gonna be two for Gilda It's not nearly as effective as I was hoping <laughs> Lady Gilda what do you got
4: first action will be a strike mm-hmm. at the uh, the reduced penalty. It's twenty six. That's a hit. Okay, it's about as high as it gets at this point. <laughs> uh, five points of bludgeoning damage and okay. one point of positive. Yep. Second action will be to raise, and third action she will strike again.
3: Punch sixteen. Ah, uh, yeah, no, no dice. And oof, the cultist is trapped between yous now. Not going to be happy about that. It is going to It's actually I think it's gonna follow suit uh with its friend and cast Grim Tendrils from where it stands and do the same thing to Gilda and Tulok. Another four to save please. 18 21. Uh okay, 21's a save. Uh, so you only take two points, so probably one Gilda and two points or f- sorry, four points to Tulok. At Tulok, you are taking one persistent bleed damage. These tendrils rip your skin apart a bit. Um and then this this cultist is going to attempt its own tumble through to get past Augrail. so versus the Reflex DC a twenty-six. That does it? Yes. Okay. And lines it to the be- near the back of the room. Physic.
2: First two actions gonna do another tree condition on Lady Gilda. Again, how fucking awful is it that having like a plus 12 bonus you're like I'm about to fail this check?
3: <laughs> it is it is bad.
2: Holy fuck, a 2 on the die for a 14. <laughs> oh my god. Better than a
4: 1, man. <laughs> oh my. God.
3: You know what? You know what? Hold on. Here's here's a weird caveat that I just thought of. Because because it's fairly widely agreed on that the Gyurgian does not appropriately use crafting for medicine. The healing gloves aren't giving you a proper bonus. Um, now this, I might, it might rule me out here, um, but the crafter's eyepiece is giving you a bonus. Uh, but the healer's gloves should also give you one. What type of bonuses are each of those? Are they both the same bonus.
2: The crafter's eyepiece is a plus one item bonus to crafting checks.
3: Mm-hmm. And Let the he healer's, healer's is
2: eyes, same. so item.
3: Okay, I really wanted to throw you a bone there, but uh, I guess I can't do it.
2: You yeah, know. well, I'm just boned regardless. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the old boned physic. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, that's hey. two actions. Uh, for the third, will. Oh, actually, he had drawn uh, a minor healing potion on his left. Yep. but he will apply it to Tulak. All right, nine HP back. Thank you, Physic. Well, yeah, we're we're doing pretty great over here, and that's
1: it. <laughs> he says with with zero gusto.
3: <laughs> Tulak, what do you got?
1: All right, uh, Tulak will raise his hands and just shoots. Three actions worth of magic missiles directly at the northmost cultist. Okay. Coming up with three points of damage, six points of damage, and four for a total of thirteen points of force damage.
3: That's some fast math. Augrail's turn. Oh, wait, two locks bleeding. Let's get a recovery check. Coming up. Fifteen. That's a meat to beat. You're good. You take one damage though before you do the check.
1: Um and now it's Ogreil's turn. All right. So a little bit of blood rolls down t- to Locke's face from his eye. And Ogreil, first action, strides forth into the room and will strike out with his jaws. 30. A fucking 30 to hit. Oh, my
3: God. He's still in a blood rage. That's a crit.
1: For 26 points of damage.
3: Holy jeez. Uh, Yep. Nearly dead.
1: Alright, and then he will attack again with his claws. Fifteen to hit. Uh miss. Alright, and that is it for Augrail. He's too happy to be bathed in blood right now. His
3: second attack wasn't focused. Um the cultist in front of him is going to cast Chill Touch. I need a, I need a fortitude save from Ugrail.
1: Twenty-two, baby. Nice. That's,
3: that's a success. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Um, so it does. Nothing! And
3: uh, the cultist is going to move to the back of the room, starting to be a bit panicked itself. Lady Gilda.
4: Gilda, with her first two actions, will stride into the room up to the closest cultists. And with her third action, she will strike. The twenty-one to hit.
3: Uh, that hits, yeah.
4: Nine points of bludgeoning and one point of positive.
3: Okay. Uh, can't shake these
4: garbage rolls. No, that's all three. Yeah,
3: yeah, you're struggling on those ones, especially those radiant ones or those positive ones. Um, Yeah, that's four ones in a row. The cultist that you just punched, um, is going to, uh, touch you with the harm spell. I uh, need a should save, please.
4: Twenty-three.
3: And um, that's a success. I, st- yeah, I still
4: can't roll higher than a fifteen, man. Like <laughs> in two sessions, I've had one eighteen, and it was on that one attack that I got like a twenty-three. Mm. Uh, you take four negative,
3: so three in your case. Yep. And this cultist is going to grab a, a lump of flesh sitting on the table next to him uh and uh take a bite and get a little bit of healing back just just a oh god a very little bit of healing oh good (laughs) oh not a good amount physic what do you got
2: (laughs) physic will stride into the room directly behind Agriel. okay actually from where this uh like you come out the bottleneck of the hallway into the room (laughs) the Augriel is directly in front of me, would it be less recovered to hit the cultist to the southeast?
3: To the southeast? Uh, yes, it is. I mean, if you drag on Foundry, you could see how how the squares mapped out, and is included, so that would mean yes. But you have enough movement to move one more square if you want.
2: Yeah, but I also like using a big, nasty corpse... As a, human as cover for yourself. Yeah, you <laughs> that's the that's the give
3: and take, isn't it? You know, they get cover, but you get cover. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, one action stride. One action, draw the crossbow. Uh, no, alchemical reagents to be used on it. Uh, just okay. gonna fire. All right. For a twenty-eight to hit.
3: <laughs> yep, that hits.
2: Five piercing
3: damage. Okay, solid hit. We got a lot of crossbow hits from uh, Physic for that, but
2: yeah, wish it was infused it. with some kind of fiery, poisony, fuck you <laughs> up in the face kind of thing. But here we are. That's the turn.
1: Tulak, we got. Tulak <laughs> strides into the room and, turning west at the bottleneck, is standing opposite Physic. Uh, looks at the cultist to the south of Lady Gilda and will cast telekinetic projectile. Okay. Is an 18 to hit lesser cover. So I believe that's a miss. It's a miss normally. Perfect. That's it. So that's yeah. it, dude. Ograil.
3: Ograil's turn. <laughs>
1: will sprint in and past the southwest cultist to flank with Lady Gilda and will attack with his jows for a 31 to Everything. hit
0: from me. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a crit. What the fuck? <laughs> 20 points of damage. A hungry boy. He's got a plus
3: 12 to hit while he's rolling over 30 almost every time. It's insane.
1: It's insane.
3: <laughs> it's insane. Uh, yeah, dead. <laughs>
1: Fucking murdered. Okay. Holy shit. And he has full health, but he only has one more. Nah, actually, never mind. I won't get cheeky with it. He strides oh. to the east to be up in the grill of the second cultist. Okay,
3: and that's it. Top of the round for that cultist, who is like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> um, Maybe I shouldn't have gotten a is... flesh-eating cult after all.
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> um,
2: I was supposed to go to veterinary school. <laughs>
3: Uh, is going to... um, Damn. um, It's going to cast Telekinetic Projectile on... I don't know who to do it on. Um, I'll just roll for it, shall I? Uh, 2-lock 1, Physic 2, Gilda 3, Augrail 4. It's going to be Gilda. Telekinetic Projectile 22 to hit.
4: 22 is a hit, but she will use her reaction to use reactive shield to raise her shield. (laughs) Making Uh, her AC a nice, cushy
3: 23. Nice. You cheeky bastard. (laughs) Okay, it fails, and this dude is, like, for being an undead, called just panicking, and starts to beeline it for the exits but barely makes it to the bottleneck lady gilda
1: punch him to death stride punch him to death <laughs>
4: strike that is a natural 20 for a 20 hey
3: hand. there it is hey. give me give me some brutal brutal description of the debt of the destruction of this undead it had, it had 1 hit point left
4: <laughs> yeah so she has been so frustrated these last two combats between being weakened and somebody bringing back the memory of her wound that she spent so long to try and get past and then to see Shad fall to these creatures she's already not cared for these creatures she's already felt okay to unleash on these things I think now she hates them Or she's used to to losing soldiers and it's it's moving on, but she still needs time to process that. And she just doesn't have that down here. So she came down, she put her boot to the door to just try and soldier on because that's literally what she's been trained to do is to soldier on. And she finds these two these these two things that she can just hit something simple. It's a mm-hmm. simple thing. And she sees this creature retreating and she does something she wouldn't normally do. And that's hit something in the back, but she steps up, charges all that rage, fury, and, and it's, it's almost cathartic as she just puts her fist through this thing's spine out his stomach. And this like, it's just glowing with this radiant, radiant energy of a Rory, and that's the moment that hits her, is that this isn't what a Rory wants for her to use her powers. This, this isn't how she's supposed to do it. She's not supposed to de- destroy ghouls from behind in a fit of rage. There's nothing perfect or beautiful about this. This is just pure human emotion. Mm-hmm. And she just lets this thing fall, and no tears, but... She lets herself be sad for a moment because she doesn't know when the next time she's going to get to be sad is. She didn't like Shad. She didn't really know Shad, but she still lost somebody who watched her back,
1: and that hurts. luck turns to Lady Gilda because, just like James just described, Lady Gilda just kind of left the first room, immediately stormed in here, and nothing was really said, and it was just... From one combat, boom, straight into the other. And he followed as quickly as he could, but, you know, there was no keeping up and there was no talking to her. So he turns to her and just looks just deep into her eyes just to try to see what she's feeling and feel what she's feeling. And is, I'm wondering if she meets his gaze.
4: Yeah, she would. She would have no reason not to. I mean, she knows, like, now she's kind of realized that she's sad and angry, whereas before, I don't think it really hit her. She was seeing red, basically. Yeah, she's trained a soldier on. Like, she's a literal soldier, right? So, somebody like falls somewhere between
3: losing your temper and straight discipline. Like, right in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lady Gilda, please stop. I, I need a moment to breathe, and we've been moving so fast. Just hold off a moment. Are you okay? Are you injured? Just, just tired
4: weak weaker than I'm used to those beams those things have been hitting me with they don't bring back pleasant memories
1: for me right I suppose in many ways I've lived lived a blessed life compared to yours though I felt weak I had nothing to associate it with other than maybe my lack of physical prowess in my youth do you feel like you can move forward, or should we take a moment? Sorry, go ahead. You might feel weak, but
2: it's not weakness. There, are, there's many more, many more opportunities for us to help. We might need to take a rest. We might need to draw back.
4: We can rest if that's what you two require, but I'm good to push forward. There's there's only two more doors left here. I don't see why we couldn't make the attempt on those two. And it is weakness, Isaac. It is it is exhaustion. It's it's being tired beyond recognition. I know how much I can carry, how hard I can hit, how fast I I can be. I mean, I'm not fast on the best of days, but I know my strength and these things keep taking it away from me and I earned my strength through my recovery so it pisses me off that they can just sap some of that away and I know anger and rage it's not what Aurori wants it's not what Shailen wants and it's certainly not what we need after that little mess in the previous room and if we need to go back to town to ask yasma for forgiveness then we can do that too but I'm absolutely ready to keep pushing
1: forward to destroy these things I as well believe we should stay and I don't need a rest I just I'm trying to caution you that we can't forget ourselves we can't forget what we've been through and how we've been moving. I know that Shad is no longer with us and that's a blow that we will have to think about later and come to terms with. But for now, we can't lose ourselves in the madness. Just remember what we're here to do. We're here to save people, to save the town of Otari. And I don't think that we should lose ourselves in that, but we must make concessions. We must do things that we don't want to do. To help people who cannot help themselves. I feel like my powers are becoming darker, and I feel they're reflected by some of these disgusting creatures. So I must use the power of my enemies against them. And he looks down at the staff. This evil has been used upon us, but I will do my best to bring it down upon those who wish to thwart us.
3: All grail with, with dripping Mouth of flesh and blood,
4: a raging erection.
1: (laughs) It was Mm, so classy for a second. (laughs) I saw that on his character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If
3: if this
2: erection lasts three (laughs) actions or more, consult a doctor.
3: If this erection lasts more than three fortitude saves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ogreal looks up, blood dripping from his mouth, and he just says to you, blank white eyes. They took
0: all of it from me. But what they didn't understand was they gave me the strength to take Revenge.
1: I don't know if I would have it back. I don't know because I forget. But I would rather see them dead proper. And Physic
2: will attempt his classic pat on the lumbar lower back, <laughs> but then just kind of see how gross the whole ghoul thing is and, like, stop mid-back clapping. Over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the room you're in alone
3: it. is disgusting.
2: Yeah.
3: It's covered in blood and gore.
2: Yeah, so so he he gets about halfway through the, the swing to clap him on the back, and then goes... <laughs> He's just good the
1: embodied. good guy, Keanu Reeves, hold, uh, shoulder hover. when he's taking pictures. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yep. Tulak is going to take a quick peek around this room. And then he's going to say to Ogreil, Ogreil, perhaps you should look at these books and let us know what, how they're different from the other libraries. And if we need your help, we will shout to you.
3: So Allgrail, he moseys back out to the room you were just in, the the restricted area, as it were. And he starts searching around. And without much time needed, he quickly turns to any one of you and says,
0: This is is a whole new section of the library. It's not far away, but it is... It is brand new, it has so much more. It is going to add to our research.
3: And with basically a venue attached to a venue, this is a second area for you to do research points in. Mm. So you have the main library and you have the restricted library and they are both worth research points.
1: To choose which one you're going to be researching in, essentially. Neat. Copy that. Uh, and sorry, Tulak is going to search the room that he's in. I don't know if there's anything in there of note. Why don't you just send over the notes on this uh floor of the map, and I'll take a look for you.
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll do that right away. <laughs> uh, all right. And you, uh, you search this room, and nothing—just just blood, guts, and gore. This room appears to be a room in which you wrote in, one would write in, in in quite, in a lot of silence and solitude, perhaps. And I think it stands out only because part of this sort of pseudo speech that Nakazarin gave you was that you would, you would accept the ghoul fever and you would be left in the author's hall. And You feel like this is the author's hall.
1: Copy that. So that's where they term people.
3: This is where they leave them to be turned, and that's why it's so filled with brutal gore.
1: So, do we
4: think those were a bunch of neophytes that we just destroyed?
3: I mean, they're 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 basically they were certainly quite equivalent to the first one you fought and the one and the faithful quote unquote
1: that you fought previously. This similar abilities. How often do they actually get fresh blood down here? Probably not that often anymore. Not anymore. So. Tulak leaves the room and stacks up behind Lady Gilda and motions to her and says, Do you hear anything behind the door? Do I?
3: You do not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know.
4: I, I I can never remember if those perception checks are open or closed.
3: Uh yeah, I mean most of them are closed. You could tell if I tell yeah. you yes or no, you could you could guarantee I've rolled it. Um that's for you and the listeners. And <laughs> I roll a lot behind the behind the scenes. Tulak
4: avoids notice not hearing anything at the door taking the defend action open
3: open same bottleneck sort of room but you catch a glimpse right away of a purple hued apparition that is floating back and forth along the length of the room north to south south to north if you step in a bit further you notice that the room is lined with tables divided into several narrow carols old wooden chairs pushed in against them upon each carol are old stacks of paper and tattered books that sit amid dry inkwells and brittle writing quills. To the south, a skeleton dressed in shiny-looking chainmail lies slumped on the floor, clutching something in its bony hand. The apparition appears to be leering over invisible shoulders, as if monitoring and judging the work of people who are not there.
1: I think this one's your room here, Tulok. Tulok will nod to Lady Gilda, agreeing with her, and strides into the room. You, spirit, please speak with me. And he is going to use Grave's voice, so I can use my choice of spirit lore or haunt lore to make an impression or request things of incorporeal creatures.
3: Okay. Okay.
1: So, using spirit lore, he rolls a 16, and I'm not necessarily trying to well, I mean, I'm just trying to get it to do what I want, and so the DC, I believe, is up to you.
3: Yeah, I know, I believe making pressure isn't about doing having it do what you want, but improving its attitude towards you.
1: I'm not even necessarily trying oh. to get it to do that. Um like, it's more of a request things of the incorporeal creature. And that was just to speak with me. Okay. All right.
3: I'm going to I'm gonna have to insist you're farther into the room. Just just, just throwing that up there. Okay. Like, to there. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And when you say this, this spirit is at the far end of the room and it turns really abruptly and sneers. Its wisping robes flutter. She gestures in admonishment. And as she floats towards you, almost as if marching towards you, she says, You must be the new scribes. Disrespectfully tardy. She glances over your shoulder at Lady Guild in the back. Not a great start. Sit and begin transcribing. She motions towards a stack of old crumbling tomes in one of the
1: carols. No, I'm sorry, you are mistaken. We have been sent here by the mistress herself to pick up the completed works, as well as check in on the progress of the other scribes.
3: You're going to have to roll me a diplomacy
1: check on that one. All right, I can do that. I'm gonna use my last hero point on that. (laughs) (laughs) It was a two on the die. (laughs) That's gonna be a 23.
3: All right. Her eyes narrow.
1: The completed
3: ones. There is a process when we send those out. We do not expect scheduled visits. They come when I request. But the mistress, well, she is not as reliable as Volokh. She catches herself. Shakes herself a bit. Not as reliable as Master Azrin.
1: Oh, this is Volokh's lover. The book lady from downstairs. Yeah. Looks at you almost through you you'll know that we
3: have entirely too much work to do our work is to be the highest quality and i suffered no fools and for every mistake and you
0: and all of these will make mistakes you will face the repercussions explain to me why you are here when i do not expect you
1: Um, one moment Tulok pulls out the doll of Borbo and says I lied to you your lover Volok is in trouble he sent this creature to kill me and to come after you for help you should help him up north up above, in his workshop. You should leave here now.
0: What
3: are you saying? And she looks at this doll with this recognition you hoped for, but maybe didn't
0: expect. Borbo? Is it true? You are my would-be assassin now dead in the hands of this creature. What danger is, what danger is my master as Renean? Explain it to me
1: now. He is in trouble with Belcora. You know how she can be. Temperamental and dangerous on the best of days. She is up there, and she is menacing him. I know he is powerful, but he needs your help, and he needs it now.
0: She has always stood between her love. Yes, she would do this to you. Of course she would. Of course she would. But you... You are her unwitting pawn. There is no other way. Only Volok would be my ally. You have betrayed us all! No, you don't
1: understand. I've come here by his purview
0: to get you, to bring you to him, to help him, if you do not wish to help. I would be the first. I would be the first, he told. He would send me, not you, not against me, but me. I would be his vessel. How dare you consider it otherwise? Be gone with you, and I will not kill you. Fine. Yet.
1: Have it your own way. Leave your lover to die. And Duloc begins to walk
0: out. He cannot die. He is invincible. Tell me how he could possibly die. Tell me the truth.
1: I will tell you no more. Your stubbornness is your downfall, and it will be the death of your lover. And she
3: charges towards you to the entrance of the door. and stops. Almost like pulled back by some unseen tether. And she goes blank and turns around and starts to pace the room again. As if you had never been there.
1: Well, that was all for fucking nothing, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Tulak closes the door behind him and turns to Lady Gilda. Well, I suppose we can just leave her in there for now. I think unless you want to save her soul, we
4: don't have much of a choice. There's not much I can do against her without a good night's rest.
1: Yes, I believe we could potentially come back in here to purge her. But for the time being, it's not worth the trouble, I don't think.
2: I'm starting to think a lot of this isn't worth the trouble.
1: Head up there, Physic. We've done some good today. We've at least destroyed most, if not all, of a cult who's trying to bring back Belcora. Who knew there could be so many layers to this down here?
4: And one door left on this level. Hopefully, there's no more further.
1: Well, we shall find out, shan't we? I'd prefer shant. <laughs> Shent's dead. Oh, that was Shad. <laughs> oh, uh, oh no. Too oh. soon. Too soon.
3: Poor Shad. Poor Shad.
4: <laughs> we haven't found any stairs going down, have we?
3: You only found the um
1: Yeah, we have. Have we not?
4: I don't see the any. On very, the very f-
1: very far west. Oh yeah. There there is one. Yep. There's uh over
3: over yonder. Okay. Where it gets dark at the end of the actual hall. That one goes down.
4: Okay. Uh, She listens at this final door. Nothing. Taking the defend action. She opens.
3: And it's as poetic as it can be. The very last door you open leads down.
1: Huzzah. Stairway down. Let's just poke our heads down. Just to see. Ooh. Gilda just went straight for it. You said poke your head down. I know.
3: <laughs> uh listeners, the Beauty of Foundry allows allows me to set up know buttons that the players can hit to actually go to different maps. And that's what Lady Gilda did. <laughs> uh you're about with a very narrow staircase that ends in a hallway that turns to the east and to a door.
4: She listens. Detect magic.
3: And, okay. No magic detected. But Lady Gilda, you hear a sort of change in the atmosphere almost. It's like listening to a conch shell to hear the ocean. It's as if on the other side of this door reaches some sort of cavern or you can hear non-existent sounds continuously echoing.
4: Hopefully it's a Final Fantasy-esque healing spring.
3: (laughs) Or a uh, Zelda-esque fairy. Perhaps it is the Fountain of Youth! (laughs) Well,
4: she opens the door to find out.
3: You crack the door, and that's exactly what you see. But... It leads across a bridge to a pavilion of sorts with a flickering fire off to your right. You can't quite see what it is.
4: She steps into the room?
3: You step into the room. Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) That's what you want to hear.
3: You see
1: an immense cavern much bigger than you expected. Cold and damp. Water
3: drips from condensation above and large into a large still lake. Thick patches of moist mushrooms, some nearly four feet tall, grow along the western shore of the lake, while a narrow trickle of water feeds in a tunnel to the south. 35 foot long pavilion is what's in front of you made of stone and stands in the middle of this lake elevated about 10 feet above the water level by more than a dozen stone columns. The pavilion is encrusted with damp, pale fungus. Two stone bridges arch for the pavilion, one connecting to the door set to the northern wall and the other to the door you just came through, and a faintly flick- flickering camp- campfire specifically burns in the middle of the pavilion. And as you step out, you get a fuller view.
1: And you see a man sitting at the campfire. He looks bestial and ragged, unwashed. Next to him is a wolf that lays curled up in the warmth of the fire. He turns his head towards you with a
3: crazed look in his eye. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.